0: Visit Stubforge.com and start making tickets today. Something is creeping, don't follow it Welcome back to this Tonka Trilogy's bonus series. If you're enjoying it, please do feel free to leave us a five-star Apple review. Let's jump straight back to that balmy central Otago evening in April 2019, when only a few hours earlier, Emma's inbox had announcing the arrival of the first five chapters of the aforementioned trilogy. Now I have to say it has been quite fascinating listening back to this as I edit because at the time of the recording we had no idea that a few months afterwards we would actually end up interviewing some of the people that get a special mention in today's episode. Like Andrew's ex-girlfriend Kate, her name makes an appearance in today's episode but as for the story that he spins, well, I think Kate said it best back in episode eight of Conning the Con. Andrew, eh, he couldn't lie straight, even in bed.
1: Chapter four, business and pleasure. This is quite a short one, so I think he's gonna expand on this. Again, this will be very condensed. I ended up in my element in early 2004 when I joined Hazel Brothers Group. There you go, Sarah. One of his oh, okay. largest civil construction companies. By 2005, I was Transport Division's General Manager and embezzling money. Oh no, that was my addition. <laughs> I thought he
0: was, I was like, Jesus, Kalanga, <laughs>
1: he's gone right out there. Say again, what did he actually say? He just he finished the fact that he's a GM. I just had the last bit. I will <laughs> expand on this later so you have some reading tonight. Jeez. Okay, thank you, Andrew. Chapter five, world travel equals private security contracting. Oh God, I feel so sick. Also to be expanded massively. In October 2006, I decided to take my OE with my girlfriend at the time in tow. Yeah, I've heard all about her. We just purchased around-the-world tickets and headed off to Canada via Hawaii. We spent the Canadian winter in Banff National Park. I was in my absolute element. Kate, not so much. Kate, decided to Kate, he- do you know her name? Yeah, I knew her name. I don't know her last name. Kate decided to head back to Oz and cancel the rest of her trip. Yeah, he didn't say the rest of it, which was that she was a princess or something, and he's got stories about her, which I don't know if they're true. I waved her goodbye and headed off on a USA road trip, something I had always pictured doing. I did a lap and ended up in Toronto. I then went back to Vegas on a quick holiday as I'd driven through but hadn't stopped properly to enjoy it the first time. When I got to my hotel, Planet Hollywood, located on the Strip, directly opposite the famous Bellagio Fountains, the girl on reception asked me so politely, ''Are you here by yourself, sir?'' yes i am well you better call some friends you have a bowling alley and a full bar in your room what so i did exactly that at the time i still use facebook no you still do you lying fucker um, yeah. i put a post out with a video of the room well i found your facebook page there's nothing on there about that <laughs> i love you like to <laughs> camera like miranda <laughs> within four hours eight mates had showed up and then stuffed me bloody car from school walks in the door I've Googled him, he's one of his Facebook friends. So
0: hold on, Carl who's an Australian guy, he happens to be in Vegas at the same
1: time. They must have got on planes. Within four, ou- four hours, eight mates had shown up, and then stuffed me bloody Carl from school, walks in the door. Okay, so he's saying that within four hours of putting that out on Facebook, four friends were able to get to Vegas. Of course. He's like, he's seen <laughs> the Hangover movie and <laughs> combined that with the Blacklist series. And obviously Dirty John.
0: Yeah. That's Oh, there's. Like Dirty Andrews, i all
1: over it. So this is where the party at he yells across the room. Carl had gone from a scrawny kid oh, back oh. in school to six foot five of pure completely tattooed muscle. You have never seen such a figure standing in your doorway. Oh my god, it's such
0: fantasy.
1: Do you want to know the bad news? It's finished. Oh. <laughs> oh. To be continued. So what he said to me now is that he is going to do the next instalment for me. Which, you know, I really appreciate because I need to know if these are true facts. (laughs) How do you feel about it now that you've read all that? What's going through your head? There's so many pieces in my head. My head is that he is such a con man. And that's what gets me because there's moments where I'm like, man, he's working so hard to tell this story and lie. He is. He's
0: typing away, Emma. Think about this for a minute. He stopped everything to sit there and write a novel. But I mean, he's sitting there typing out this fantasy and he's thinking you're going to believe it. It's insane.
1: Yeah. No, I feel sick to my stomach. There is like a anvil in my stomach pulling me down to the ground. And every time this stuff happens, it's... Yeah, like I, I'm on so much, like we talked about flight or fight, being in survival mode right now. And in some ways, is this therapeutic? Like, I'm going to be honest, the fact that I can laugh right now and have you to, to balance this off when this person has been manipulating me so much, the lies he's told.
0: It's not just that, it's the small language that he uses in those texts and things that you were sending through before. Those are the small manipulations that aren't big and aren't massive, but the emotional blackmail and every word that
1: he uses. It's pretty bloody scary on that front, actually. Uh, I'm assuming my house has been bugged.
0: Do you honestly think your house is bugged? No, I don't.
1: That's why I'm laughing. Because he's not an agent. He's not a secret buddy agent. He's making shit up. No, but
0: that doesn't mean that he's not a general con man. Yeah. you put a tracker on your car for all you know?
1: Yeah, I thought about that one too. Did you look at your bottom of your car? No, but I will want to go out to work tomorrow because i got to go back to normal life. Yep. You know that, that feeling of if you don't, I mean you went through it with the cancer treatments. If you stop, you think about it too much and you've just got to keep doing your normal day-to-day tasks and do one step at a time. That's exactly
0: it. You just do it down to those bite-sized chunks and know that you can get through the next hour doing that and then the next hour and then the next hour. I think you're running on adrenaline.
1: Yeah, Here's my frustration point right now and I'm interested to see what people sort of think because obviously this looks like a civil matter from the police point of view but they know that he's a fraud and that this is the stuff he does and so I've been in the police and they're under resourced they've only got like one detective there but I'm worried if they don't get involved now and if they don't actually take the action he'll get away or something will happen
0: Well, it turns out Emma was spitting diamonds when she predicted that if the police didn't do something soon, old Shonky Tonks would get away, because surprise, surprise, that is exactly how it played out in the subsequent weeks. But that was all to come. As it was on the 11th of April 2019, Emma and I were left digesting the first few chapters of the Tonka Trilogy, and Andrew Tonks was taking a break from his life as a truck dispatcher slash spy. Cooking up the next instalment. And he must have been on quite the roll because we didn't have to wait long.
1: So I'm back with my sister Sarah again. Still the same day, it's April 11th. And uh, some stuff seems to keep pouring in with Judy Andrew. And he has provided me another chapter of his Yay! story, which is actually kind of exciting but also disturbing. It so it's really like is.
0: giving me more ammunition every time I'm trying to Google these little tidbits. No, that's not true. That's not true.
1: No, exactly. And he's messaged me tonight trying to keep this ruse up with the fact that he's going to make the interest payments, you know, to me for the loan that he's got to tomorrow and all these things. And yet you know, I know that it's all falling apart for him. So it's kind of... It's it's just a really weird mind game place to be at right now. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. It's weird because I think about the stories I've heard. Like just on Friday, I was at a, a local chamber of commerce event, which had awesome motivational speakers, Ian Taylor and Nigel Latta, and like Nigel Latta talking about psychology oh. Oh my and God. criminals. Wait, okay. Actually, that is ironic because I remember so, like messaging Andrew saying, "Oh, you'd love it. He's such a great speaker, talking all about the criminal shit." Um, oh, he would because he
0: did psychology for three weeks. Yeah, or was it? sociopath and psychopath
1: papers, <laughs> Yeah, we're going to call it that from that. now on. All right, chapter five. Are you ready for this? World travel equals private security contracting.
0: Is it like when you get an upgrade by accident on the plane? You <laughs> turn up and they upgrade your seat. They're like, I bought a ticket, world travel, and I've been upgraded to security level. Brilliant.
1: <laughs> I think it's just like that. Yeah. Okay. Also to be expanded massively. Going forward, Obviously. yeah. Okay. Operational information is loose until I get authority to go into details. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh, here we go. This is the bit about. Um, this is this bit, yeah, so he's expanding about Carl, the tattoos, bloody Carl from school. okay it's coming to that. I then went to Vegas on a quick holiday. Uh, flights were thirty dollars return, and I got accommodation for seventy dollars a night. When I got to my hotel Planet Hollywood located on the strip directly opposite the famous Bellagio Fountain so have you googled the Planet Hollywood if it has a place that has a bowling alley in it? Oh no I haven't but
0: I That's your homework I will do that
1: That's my takeaway (laughs) Alright And do you think it's got it or not?
0: I think I think that are hotel suites with that but the fact that he's paid $70 a night suggests that he didn't get one of
1: those yeah but when I got to my hotel, Planet Hollywood that's where he stayed so we can google that oh my god I want to do it (laughs) now directly opposite the famous Bellagio fountains yeah the girl on reception asked ever so politely, are you here by yourself sir like how does he and he's told me a version of this god he's like he's worked it I said yes I am and she then said, "Well, you better call some friends. You have a bowling alley and a full bar in your room." So I did exactly that. At the time, I still used Facebook. I put a post out with a video of the room. Within four hours, eight mates had shown up, and then stuff me, bloody Carl from school. Now he's American. Walks in the door. Okay, so how do people get there from that time? Like, how is that even possible? But it's- So,
0: four hours. That's
1: never happening in four hours. That's ridiculous. He's just got people. People everywhere, you know? Facebook friends everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay, bloody cow's in the door. Right. I think you need to work on your show. It's like, oh, bloody bloody, cow. Bloody cow. Turns
0: up from school.
1: This is where the party... (laughs) Can't do it. What's my Australian accent? This is where the party at. Oh, that's quite good. Oh, yeah, that's good. He yelled... Yeah, mate. He yells across the room. Carl had gone from a scrawny kid back in school to six foot five of pure, completely tattooed muscle. Now, here's the bit that, you know, I was kind of going, maybe he's right. Because if you Google Carl, he actually does look like that. I don't think he was there, and this actually happened. But he's used people in his life, in his past. Like, he's got good character play. Like, he just brings them through. Once Carl had finished introducing himself to the other guests... I thought they were all from school. Yeah,
0: no. they all knew each other. They are mates. And you know how expensive mini bars are. Can you <laughs> imagine how much his, his bar bill is if it's like a proper bar?
1: Especially oh, if he's an alcoholic. That's... He's yeah, an look exactly. at that boy. And, and Carl he...
0: looks like he can put some away.
1: Yeah, exactly. Once Carl had finished introducing himself to the other guests and then decided what bedroom he wanted, let's face it, no one was going to argue with his choice. Oh my god. He then pulled me aside and asked if we could have a quick chat before we crack into the first beer. Oh my god, you were so delusional.
0: And also, so he's waited four hours for his first
1: beer? (laughs) Yeah. No alcoholic does that. Um, No.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And no gambler is still in their room when they're in Las Vegas.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love it. We're just going to get a few bits he announced the others as he led me out the apartment door oh my god so tonka i'm wondering if you may be interested in helping me with some logistics in a new business i have set up oh sure god, i said anything to help you out mate oh. to i should have really changed it to copper hey eh? copper yeah i've heard him no. use it and actually that was the one i was like copper Did you have to go there it's because he turns into a new person with that. Hey, Colbert. Turns out I probably should have defined that anything a bit further. Yes, you should have. Oh, where am I at? I'm still at page one. Oh, that's so exciting. I jumped <laughs> in the lift and headed for the ground floor shopping. Carl talked to me about old time as a kid whilst in the lift. Nice brief catch up, but then as soon as we hit the busy shopping floor... He changed conversation and explained his new private security company in the Middle East. Carl that I found here in the Facebook account, I think it was Facebook then via LinkedIn, had a bit on there about working in the Middle East or something anyway. He's
0: just hooking on to a mate that's got a better life than
1: him. Yep. Carl had been there for a year doing diplomatic transfers and went on to inform me he had just been asked to take on a contract that involved getting not only diplomats, but diplomatic documents and sensitive supplies across multiple borders. Is this when? Oh. Is, this when they, is this when they? is this when they did the smuggling people? The human
0: trafficking ring, or was it when he was in his piss-stained clothes? <laughs> Who knows?
1: <laughs> well, I like a picture where war movies of the time. But then my logistical oh. my logistical brain kicked in, because he's got smarts. What size vehicles? How many employees? Paying customers per vehicle. How are the roads? Fuel stops, budgets, etc. Oh my god, he's such a fucker. It's
0: just ridiculous, isn't it?
1: Oh, I just, I just can't. I reeled off ten or so more relevant questions. Even questions I didn't even know to ask. Like exposure to ambush, border politics, things like that. This has taken less than a minute for me to fire all these questions back at him. Hold on.
0: He asked questions he didn't know
1: to ask. Oh yeah, he's that good. That, that is just making absolutely no sense. Oh, it's and then I realised I had just been on a roll and when I looked up, all I could see was this big um, grin. Then a punch in the shoulder I can still feel from Carl. Oh we walked and purchased snacks to take back up to the room. That uh, makes
0: no sense in so many levels.
1: Really, I'm going along with it. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm in.
0: You're there. I mean, okay. I've got questions, Emma, that I oh. don't even know to ask. <laughs> Hey there, I'm James, host of Dakota Spotlight, we're back with a new season, You Killed Chris, a friend's fight for justice. It's a chilling throwback to 1968. A college freshman, Christine Rothschild, is murdered on campus during her morning walk. Join us as we dive into this unsolved case and follow a friend's relentless pursuit of the truth, all the way from the flower power era to today. Find You Killed Chris on your favorite app or at dakotaspotlight.com.
1: Look, I'm going to say thank you, Andrew, because actually without these chapters and stories, I don't know if so I uplifting. could be getting through this moment as much as I am right now. No, I just
0: to say his storytelling's getting weaker and weaker as we go on, which is a shame because <laughs> I really believed the piss-soaked clothing, but now
1: he's unraveling. This is very believable. We walked okay, and purchase snacks to take back up to the room in silence after my bombardment of questions. Then just before getting back the lift, Carl said... We really need a good driver. I just stared at him waiting for him to say something more. About twenty seconds passed, felt like twenty minutes. Then he finally finished with twenty five thousand US per week with monthly bonuses. That was his offer oh, to Andrew. My God We didn't speak a word in the lift. My mind was spinning. I was thinking why not? I had spent almost all my savings I was making. 250 a week in Canada. And then I thought, What will I tell my family? Mum will have a heart attack. Then as we exited the lift and headed for the room, I simply said, Okay. Carl turned to me and shook my hand. Just before we opened the door to enter the room, he turned to me and said, From From this point (laughs) (laughs) So, from this point forward, you are just returning to Canada doing whatever. Do not tell your friends. And whatever you do, do not tell your family. We fly out That's and five. Fly... Kind of self-destruct. Yeah, exactly. I am going to self-destruct because I'm not a real person. <laughs> we fly out in five days from Canada where we will hitch a ride. Andrew Thompson will have re-entered Canada and will be paying taxes, etc. But he will not be the only one leaving Canada in four days. What? Um, So he's being a different entity. I will explain more as we go, but you'll be able to call your family whenever you need from there to keep up appearances. Shit! This is what he's put Shit! WTF, what have I agreed to? We partied like it was 1999 for the next two days.
0: Imagine if he had left with this book. Like, oh, hi, I'm a novelist. Here's my book. the new Dan Brown, (laughs) Australians and Demons.
1: Australians and demons, I love it. Okay, so we party like it was 1999 for the next two days. I wasn't drinking as heavily as I had been in Australia, so the hangovers killed me. All the others had to leave at the start of day three, leaving Carl and I 24 to 36 hours to arrange storage for my stuff back in Canada. It I just sh-
0: imagine I'm waking up on that last day and there's a tiger. <laughs>
1: Is there a tattoo on his face or is it a hangover too? And it's a
0: tattoo on his face and... in like, there that. oh, So good.
1: Okay. Oh. Okay. Ensure everything was accounted for and set up direct debits to service all Andrew Thompson's bills, etc. He doesn't pay his bills anyway. Why would he start doing it back then? Before we were due to catch our flight, we had a visit from a very serious American fellow. Despite his serious exterior, he was actually very funny. I bumped into him again about five years later. Turns out he was being so oh funny God. because he never thought he would see us again.
0: So hold on, so they ran into an American guy and he was really funny, but he was only funny because he never thought he'd see them again?
1: He thought they were going to die. So right, here we go. He handed Carl and I envelopes and left. Inside each envelope there were three passports, $25,000 U.S. Dollars cash advance and a bound book. Oh my God. This... A bound this does sound good. I actually think I might be getting sucked back in and falling in love with them after this.
0: <laughs> you're like, yes!
1: The book containing myths, essential language requirements, and up-to-date news articles on political issues throughout the region. The passport blew my mind. They all had the same photo as used in my Australian passport a few years prior. There was a Canadian one with a completely made-up name, and a new Australian one with my name as simply Andrew Charlton, and a diplomatic one using my full name. I was blown away by the diplomatic one. I thought, fuck, what the hell are we going to do? What were you going to do? I was instructed to leave my normal Australian passport in storage in Canada, and then leave Canada on the Canadian passport and use it the entire time if possible. Oh, we're we'll getting to the end. We flew from Toronto to London, London to Rome, Rome to Istanbul. We then drove to the Australian Embassy in Istanbul, where we left our new Australian passports. This was our worst-case exit strategy, apparently. And remember, he's got passports around the world and diplomatic privileges in four places. Okay, it's the last line, I feel bad. We then flew from Istanbul to Baghdad, Iraq, the starting point of of our first contract. Dun, dun,
0: we haven't covered what he's text you since.
1: So the outstanding money, oh he's gonna pay me $2,300 tomorrow. So I'm gonna take that money because there's no way I'm probably gonna see it otherwise. Um, oh god he's trying to see me something now. Oh, what was it? Okay here we go. Um, I know you're probably asleep babe but I just hope you understand why I feel so lost and strange. Monday night this week, so i just been. We're all happy families and celebrating. Yeah, because you're conning me. Come Tuesday morning, I have lost my dream girl. It just seems so strange to me to now be like this. I hope you know how much you mean to me, hon. Night, night.
0: He's relentless, isn't he? The fact that he hasn't cut his losses and run makes me think that you are a domino in a bigger story.
1: Hmm.
0: Well turns out we weren't wrong. If you've listened to Conning the Con, which I have assumed that you have, and that's how you landed here, then you might remember that Andrew had several con plates spinning, all of which relied on Emma's money to keep them from crashing down. Coming up in the next episode, Andrew haphazardly attempts to join the dots from chauffeur to spy.
1: My last job was for a well-known American organisation that took me from driving to observation at Intel. And it was incredibly risky. Turned out that I had a knack for it that would become desirable. We hope
0: you've enjoyed this bonus content. If so, do feel free to leave us a five-star review over on Apple. It makes all the difference and does help others find us. This is a Community Podcast production. You can check out more binge-worthy, award-nominated podcasts like Clueless the Long Con, Stop the Killing, and Guilty Greenie on all the usual platforms. Or head over to Instagram at conmunitypodcast. Podcast. That is, of course, Con with an N. Or simply click the links in the show notes. And for all things Emma Ferris, go to at thebreatheffect on Instagram. Until next time, in the words of the world's most unassuming spy, we are now going dark. Something is creeping
1: in. Don't it down. My name is Bill Huffman and Slow Burn Media Production. Subscribe today, wherever you get your favorite shows.
0: Hi, I'm Matt Harris. Seaton Tucker and I host the podcast Impact of Influence, which for two years covered in depth, Alec Murdoch, who was eventually convicted in 2023 of murdering his wife, Maggie, and son, Paul. That story continues to evolve, and we will cover that. Plus, we will tell you stories of other true crime events that have happened in the South. Please join us on Impact of Influence. And give us a follow on the Impact of Influence Facebook page.